Welcome back to another episode of the Unfiltered Coach Podcast. And today we're going to dig into finding your voice online. This is a question that came in and it's a reoccurring question that we receive online and in our community. You know, everybody wants to know, you know, how do I show up authentically? How do I find my voice? Who's my ideal client? So we really just kind of wanted to dig in here, shed some light and give you some tangible steps to actually find your voice. Yeah, I I love this one because I think finding your voice is, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel like something that you should have to do right? What does finding your voice even mean? And I think that's where people are getting hung up is they are making it this big thing that they're overthinking and they're putting all this weight into and they don't even know what it means. Right. I agree. I agree. (laughs) Finding your voice to me means, you know, speaking your message in a way that resonates with your audience that comes from a place of authenticity. Like, I think that's what finding your voice is to me. What, what would you say it means to you? Well, I think what you said is probably confusing people as well. Yeah, They're like, totally. what's authenticity? <laughs> what's my message? Yeah, totally, so, totally. But it's, I think, you know, when I'm thinking about it is the key word is your. Yeah. So finding your voice is essentially going to be your perspective on the things you're teaching. Yeah. So you're teaching the same things that other people are teaching, but your voice and your perspective is what is unique to you. So Laura and myself both, you know, are on this podcast and we're going to talk to you, but we each have our own unique voice. Yeah. Laura has the way she teaches and her, the you know, kind of um, say her bias, but it's the way my that perspective. Yeah. Laura's perspective and I have my perspective. Yeah. And some of you listening will resonate more with Laura. Some of you will resonate more with me, I hope. But, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> so I think, you know, really it comes down to when we're talking about being authentic, it's just you know, sharing your perspective on these things and people will relate to you because of that. Yeah. And I think this is an iterative process. A hundred percent. Right. You don't just jump in and produce content online and nail it. Right. You're going to be nervous. You're going to suck at video. You're going to suck at writing at first. Right. Your pictures are not going to be super good. And, you know, you're probably going to try recording a podcast and your first few are going to be really bad. That doesn't mean you don't know what your voice is. It just means you're kind of nervous to be in the public eye. It's like everything else. You know, you have to put in the reps to refine what you're doing. Yeah. It's the only way you're going to get better. Yeah. I think just starting to document what it is you're speaking to, how it's being received, what are the words that you're using, which posts like really hit home for people and which posts kind of miss the mark. Why? Yes. Like really just getting curious about yourself, the way you're presenting your information and how does it feel as you're talking about it? Sometimes we get off of recording a podcast and we're like, fuck yeah, that was an awesome episode. And other times we're like, uh, we probably could have done a bit better on that one, right? We maybe missed the mark a bit. Let's iterate it and do this, this one again in the future. So not being scared to just say, I'm in an iterative stage and I'm starting to get curious about how my message is being received and the way that I'm saying it. Yeah, I think finding your voice should be reframed as refining your message. Yeah. Because if, you know, most of the time when someone's talking about finding their voice, it's because they don't actually know who they're speaking to, what they're speaking about. So it's, you know, finding your voice is kind of, very broad and it doesn't actually speak to what they're trying to do. It's not helpful. Yeah. So you need to, you know, first you need to understand who you're speaking to. You need to understand what you're speaking about. Yeah. And once you do, it's an 
iterative process. You have to simply put in the reps. And then I think the most important thing that you hit on is market feedback. Yeah. The market's going to tell you what they like and what they don't like. Yeah. And if you're not paying attention, you're just going to kind of keep hitting your head against the wall. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the documents we have all of our clients use is a market feedback form yeah. where we document the feedback from our market. <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty simple. What things are people saying on sales calls? What things are reoccurring? What themes do we see developing? Yeah. And then we use that to refine our message. Yes. And I think not being afraid to just try rephrasing your message in different ways to see what feels good and what hits home with your audience better or worse. But Laura, that's scary. (laughs) It is scary. It is scary. It is scary. And like, there is no easy answer there. You kind of just have to bite the bullet and throw something up and not get married to it. Like, be okay if you get zero likes on something just to try it. Exactly. And I think it's also very beneficial when you're trying to find your voice is to find what your voice isn't. Yeah, totally. I love that point. Speak to that. You know, if you have to be willing to take risks on things to try things. You know, we were on the phone with a client the other day where Laura was talking about group coaching with one of our clients. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know what? I did group coaching for my nutrition clients and I found I didn't like it. Yeah. But I want you to try it to see if it is something that you like because when it's something that you kind of have an idea about but you never actually Put it do it, yeah. you never know what the response is going to be. Right. So you could try something and love it and be like, "Man, this is totally hitting home with my audience. I love speaking about this." But if you never try, you're never going to know. And you might try something, put it out there and feel like Ugh, <laughs> or you might like suck. Yeah, you might piss your audience off, or you know. Yeah, that pissed a few people off. I got some bad response from that, and that is just as powerful yeah. as good feedback. Yeah, don't be afraid of that. That's really good. Like nobody's gonna remember that you put up this controversial post, you know, three months ago. And if they do, they're probably not a good client for you, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Just don't be afraid to start playing around with your messaging. But like what you said at the beginning, what is messaging? Right. What messaging is such a broad term that feels really daunting that doesn't feel possible in the beginning. It's like, well, I write, is that messaging? Yeah. And we've we've spoken to our I like the ideal client avatar. And we spoke to this just in the last podcast we just recorded. I'm not exactly sure when it's gonna come out, but people are overthinking. Yes their ideal client a lot of the times, especially in the early stages of our business. You need to understand where you're at and meet yourself where you are because Mm -hmm. in the early stages, I think... A lot of coaches now, because you know your ideal client is becoming very, very popular. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about it. But what happens is we get handcuffed by thinking, if I want to target moms and I start speaking to moms, the only people I'm going to accept into my program are moms. But that's not the case when you're brand new. No. That's just not the case. No. But also, your message is broader than you think it is. Yeah. So when you're speaking to the obstacles of a mom, Well, you might start to speak to things like, you know, how to manage your time when you're trying to lose weight and, you know, having a family and having kids. Well, you know, that may also appeal to someone that isn't a mom. That might appeal to a a male who works a nine to five. Exactly. It might appeal to a a male or female real estate agent that has crazy wonky hours and it's dictated by their clients. Yeah just like the mom schedule is dictated by their kids. So speaking to time management in terms of losing weight is going to attract people that resonate to the message that 
aren't what you classified the characteristics of your ideal client. Yes. So we need to understand that what we're trying to achieve, you're trying to help that person overcome that barrier. It doesn't mean you're only trying to help moms. Right. You're trying to help the struggles that you foresee moms at, but people that aren't moms have those same struggles. Right. And I think bringing it back to your voice, it's essentially your voice means the content that you're putting out Mm -hmm. generally, right? Your voice is your content, but how you're producing that content is how you create your own unique spin on it. You have to bring your beautiful energy to your content. If you're forcing yourself to show up on video, but you're sitting there uncomfortable, looking bored with the content or not really excited about it, your voice is not coming through there because you're uncomfortable, right? You have to choose a medium that you feel excited to produce on and then triple down on that. Don't feel like you have to do everything in the beginning. If you like video, do video. If you like audio, do audio. If you like written word, do written word, right? But understand that you will come off more authentically if the means by which you're producing your content feels better or more comfortable for you. Yeah, absolutely. There's no one medium or platform to put your content out. You have so many opportunities now. You could use voice and have a podcast like we're doing right now. You might love writing and you could write long form posts on Facebook and you could write long form blogs and do guest posts. Or you might love a video. So maybe you do lives and you mm-hmm. have a YouTube channel. You have to start where you're at. What do you enjoy doing? Yeah. You know, when you're starting to develop your message and finding your voice, you just have to know that it's going to suck. So if you're just <laughs> yeah. starting, you might not know what you prefer. So dabble, Yeah. be open to trying, be open to failing or sucking at something and then realize I don't like video or it takes me way too much time to post-produce this right now. I'm going to revisit this later when I can outsource that part of my business. Yeah. When it comes down to it, you're going to have to be on social in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Just choose what lines up with you right now. Where are you A, good or B, enjoy. Yeah. You know, so do you enjoy one or the other or are you better at one or the other? Maybe you're just really good at communicating with words. Maybe you have a super awesome personality that just really captivates people on video. Yeah. You know, I don't find that about myself personally, but I enjoy writing more. Yeah. So it's, I, I write more than I show up on video. Yeah. And then as you expand, then you can scaffold those other things on there. Yeah. But don't try and do too much. Just think less. Yeah. If you can just think less and just do more is probably the easiest way that you can move forward. Yeah. You just have to do in order to improve. Totally. I think, so I think the takeaway is figure out what medium you want to produce on. Triple down on that first. Stick to one for now. Two, can you figure out four to five pillars inside of your business that's going to take your clients from a point of pain to where they desire to be and craft your message around those? Start smaller before you expand and really practice and refine those four to five pillars or even three to four pillars before you really try and grow that side of your messaging because that might actually be all you need to be effective inside of attracting your ideal clients. Yeah, we overthink the process of the ideal client. It doesn't have to be a 33-year-old male that works at this business and has two kids aged nine. Like, we need to think less about it. Yeah. Broader, 
look at the characteristics and the barriers and the obstacles, not like the job or the profession. Yeah, for sure. I think that's really helpful. And just simplifying, if you're overthinking it on social media, then you're just never going to take action. Yeah. Right. If you're trying to figure out, okay, what is my voice trying to define that before you actually start producing or putting yourself out there or practicing speaking to these messages that you want to get out into the world, then you're just never going to do it. Yeah. I want people to learn in the trenches. Yeah, totally. Don't try and learn and then try and execute because you're probably going to overthink and procrastinate before because it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to do idea, execute, idea, execute, and then just simply make sure you are refining it. That's the biggest thing. If you're just executing relentlessly without taking the time to reflect and then iterate, that's where we run into issues. But you just have to take action and just do it and you will refine your message by putting your message out. Yeah, perfect. If you want more information on this, please join us up in our private group. Just head over to MomentumLab.community and we're more than happy to answer your questions in there and give you feedback on your messaging. See ya.